The next section of our service, we're going to send the Gilkinson family on their way to Spain. This is a public expression of what's been happening gradually with elders, missionary committee, church members. It's a challenging responsibility and one that everybody here has a part in. John's last letter was written to a church that took this matter very seriously. And in John, in 3 John, verse 6, he says, please send them on their way in a manner that honors God. So that's the motto for us this morning. This is to be done in this part of the service in a manner that's worthy of God. Today we have the privilege of sending out David, Samantha and Maria to live and proclaim the gospel among the nations. It's a big day for the Gilkinson and Cousins families. And yet the reality is that all of us in Christ are part of a family here. This is a church family red letter day. And commissioning this family means quite simply that we as a church are sending them out. Before you can be sent, you need to belong. And so we say as we are sending this family that we are sending you and we're making a commitment. You belong here. We know that you're making major changes to leave your old home, familiar places, faces behind. And so our commitment is to pray and to give and to be involved. And so it's with very mixed emotions that we call David and Samantha up right now. And uh, we love them as a family and we'll get through this together as a family. But this is such an important time. And before we uh, ask some more formal questions of David and Samantha, I want to just ask them a couple of questions uh, to fill in the gaps in case you're new to who they are. Uh, so Samantha is going to tell us a bit about how God has brought them to this point, And David is going to uh, share something about how we can pray for them. Hello. Um, so David and I are just um, very ordinary people. Um, we love God and we want to serve him. And God has just called us to do that in Spain in this next season. And over the last 10 years, we've had the privilege of being involved in lots of short-term teams to different places, but um, often to Spain. And we have loved those teams. We have enjoyed other times as well, partnering with churches there and training, getting to know young people. Um, and over that time, we have um, just fallen in love with um, Spain and the people there. And um, we have just... Um, through those experiences and through people's influence upon us, through God working in our hearts, we have um, come to um, hear God calling us to go longer term. And so about two years ago, we said yes to that. And we have started that journey um, of preparing to go. And um, it has been wonderful and challenging and refining and so many of you have been a part of that and I just want to thank you so much for all the parts you have played in that for coming to events for asking us questions for being interested for encouraging us for praying and forgiving and 
um, we just can't thank you enough for all of your um, journeying with us on that. And we, um, we are just um, excited to, to, um, to get started, but we are also um, aware of our inadequacies as well. Um, and we, um, we know that um, we need um, all of your support. We know that we need God continuing to refine us um, during this as well. Um, but we are also convinced of God's call to go, um, and we want to be obedient to that. Um, we know the statistics of Spaniards who have never heard the gospel, who don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, and we know the discipleship needs there. Um, we want to be a part of um, what God's doing in Spain, and whatever that is, we want to be a part of it um, so that God might be glorified in Spain. Over the, the last few months, especially the last three or four months of support raising, uh, there have been so many, so many, many moments of blessing for us and so many moments that have just humbled us, uh, that have stopped us in our tracks and been so, uh, caused us to be so thankful for God's call and so thankful for the church, uh, the family of Christ. And we know that those moments as we go forward, those moments will be the moments that, that spur us on in uh, times of discouragement or times of, of opposition. Uh, those are the moments that we'll be looking back to. Uh, but one significant moment uh, right in our very first support raising event was a young guy in his early 20s came up to me and said, uh, I'll be praying for you every single Monday. You're going to be in my prayer journal and my, my Monday slot uh, and I've known the guy for a few years, and I know that he's uh, serious about his commitment to follow Jesus, and he's serious about prayer, and I know that that's something he takes so, is, is going to, to uh, take seriously as he prays for each, us, uh, each Monday morning. We know that as we go to Spain, one of the things that has fueled our, our passion uh, over the years is the spiritual need that we've seen in Spain. Uh, Samantha mentioned that already. The spiritual need that we see uh, is so huge, and we want to be a part of, of meeting that spiritual need, but we know that it doesn't come through skills that we've acquired, it doesn't come through anything that we can bring to the table, but it comes through answered prayer, it comes through the, the Spirit of God moving, and so we would love it if, if you can join with us in making those sort of commitments to pray with us, to pray for us as we go. Uh, and to join with us. Uh, Richard was talking about uh, first Sunday of the year gremlins. Unfortunately, we've also had one of those uh, gremlins this week. Uh, so we have, we have a limited number of prayer cards. Uh, so we'd love it if you're a visitor to Windsor today, if you can take a prayer card. Uh, if you're from Windsor, we'll have the prayer cards for you next week. Uh, so if you can take a prayer card, uh, and it's not too late if you want to sign up, uh, for more for our prayer um, information, our prayer letter as well, uh, or to, to support in other ways. Uh, the last thing that we wanted to say is a huge thank you. A thank you to this church family uh, who have been so involved uh, right throughout the process uh, for your care and your interest, for your wisdom and, and for your generosity. And in particular to, to Gordon, to, to the missionary committee who have been walking uh, step by step with us over the last couple of years. Uh, we want to thank ECM as an organization. Uh, we're still getting to know ECM. We're still getting uh, to, to know each other. But the journey so far has been, a, has been such an encouragement 
for us. Uh, there have been so many people uh, within that organization spurring us on, giving us guidance and leadership, giving us pastoral support, and so many words of advice and wisdom about the practicalities of, of moving as well. And finally, to, to friends, to family, and to our, our core support group as well, who have uh, been helping us in so many ways behind the scenes, uh, ways that we'll, we'll, other people don't know about. We just thank you so much. We know that we, we have an incredible message to share, the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, a message that changes lives, and uh, we want to be able to go and proclaim that message in Spain. Uh, we know that God has given us a calling and given us a vision for the people of Spain, but none of that is possible uh, without the body of Christ standing with us, uh, the body of Christ sending us on our way and praying with us. Uh, so we would love it if you can stand with us in prayer. It has been a long journey. And uh, we've been part of that preparation stage as uh, we make that journey. And now before the Lord and before this church, David and Samantha, we invite you to make the following commitments. I'm going to ask them to affirm this. And then we're going to turn to you as church. David and Samantha, since the gospel is the world's only hope, do you commit to abide in Christ, to live and proclaim him along with other Christians, to remember his church that sent you, and to maintain your hope in him when trials inevitably come. Church, if you're a member of this church, or someone who's here out of a commitment to support this family, then please do stand and I'm going to ask you to respond likewise. Do you commit to supporting this family with prayer, friendship, and financial resources? Not forgetting that they are sent from our Windsor family. We do. And so as we stand together and do this, we recognize that uh, this couple are not just volunteering to go off to Spain on their own. The members of this church commend them to you as a godly couple. Their lives and their motives have been examined. And we believe before God that he has called them to go to Spain for the sake of the gospel. And please do take your seats, but I'm going to invite the elders now to come forward along with uh, a representative from Junior Church and Jill Johnson as well. And we're going to pray for them and ask for God's blessing upon them. So we'll gather around and pray for you. And James, if you can make your way right round to the front here, that'd be great. And uh, James is going to lead us in prayer and then Paul and Jill. Dear God, we knew you love the people of Spain so much that you want Maria's family to tell them about Jesus. We pray for Maria as she learns a new language and makes new friends. Help her to know that you love her and her special family, even when it's hard. Give Maria good friends, Lord, and help her to remember that we pray for her in junior church. We pray for her 
We pray that Maria would have fun learning Spanish and not worry if she makes any any mistakes. Protect Maria and her family and help them to help other families who need you. Thank you that they have found a new house to live in. We pray that you we pray that they would feel happy and relaxed in their new home. We pray that you would bless Maria's grandparents who will miss her. Help them to remember that her mum and dad are doing what you have asked them to do. Finally, we pray for courage for Maria and her family as they tell people about you. Amen. Our Father, we pray your blessing on David, Samantha and Maria as we set them apart as missionaries from this church. We thank you for the burden you've placed on their hearts for the people of Spain, especially the young. We remember your calling on their lives to serve you in Spain and praise you for their response in faith to that call. We recognize their gifting as they faithfully served you for many years in mission teams, full-time youth ministry, and as servants of this church. And we pray that you will use these gifts as they seek to make disciples for you. We ask for your help, especially for language study, which is so essential for future ministry and yet seems so daunting. And so we pray as they request for gifting beyond their natural abilities. We thank you for their character, their wholehearted devotion to you, their single-minded approach to obeying your call and the patience and simple faith they've shown as they've worked through the sending process over the past two years. Continue to mold them to your likeness as they set out on this new area of service. Your word tells us that we are God's handiwork, created in Christ to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You are sovereign, and just as you have called this family to Spain, you too have prepared a ministry of good works for them. And so we commit them as a church to you for this mission. We thank you for the provision of an apartment in a good location and pray that David, Samantha and Maria will settle in quickly so that it will soon feel like a new home. Provide them with the necessary emotional energy to build new friendships with neighbours and those that you lead across their path. We recognise that it is a time where they will miss families and friends and there will be a bit more unstructured time initially. We acknowledge this provides both opportunities and challenges and pray you will sustain them as they adjust. We pray for Maria missing playtime with friends and help her as she settles into a new routine. As they connect with the new church, we pray that they would be welcomed and that it will become a place of real fellowship. So now, as they prepare to leave and say goodbyes, we pray that they will enjoy precious family time with both families in the days left, not overshadowed by the thought of separation. And when the goodbye stage comes and the early days in Spain feel overwhelming, may they know that you will cover them with your feathers, you will shelter them with your wings, and your faithful promises will be their armour and protection. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much uh, to everybody who's come here as part of uh, the support for David, Samantha and Maria and ECM have played a key role in all of this. Uh, some of them 
who are here have known me for 45 years. Uh, please don't ask one of the council members, Leslie, about my behaviour in uh, the youth programme in Rosemary Park because he was my leader. Uh, but I have stories about him as well, so if we go down that road, there's more. Uh, I'm delighted to welcome Miriam Anderson, who is the interim director. The director is here as well, but Miriam is standing in uh, right now, and Miriam is going to share a little bit of, from an ECM point of view about the kind of work they're involved in. And for me, it's a great privilege to welcome Miriam to you as uh, we were colleagues together in Baptist Missions. Yeah, so, thank Miriam, you. thank you. Good morning, everyone. Um, thank you very much for the opportunity to be here. We're delighted to be part of this special service today. Um, as you know, I'm here to represent ECM Ireland, and we're part of a bigger group called ECM International. We have 250 workers working in around 20 countries in Europe. But ECM Ireland, of which David and Samantha are part, um, are an agent which works on behalf of the churches to send people out from Ireland to mission in Europe. And so David and Samantha and Maria are now part of a family of 32 missionaries and workers that we have from ECM Ireland who are working in different countries, about eight countries in Europe. Windsor Church, I'd like to thank all of you from Windsor. Um, you have been a wonderful church to work with as we have sought to send out David and Samantha. You've from the very beginning, been involved with our staff in contact with us. You've supported David and Samantha. You've been interested in every step of the journey. And as we continue to facilitate David and Samantha moving out to Spain, we look forward to continuing to work with you. We think that this is a good method of work and we have certainly enjoyed the blessing of God and we know that God will bless David and Samantha as well as we all work together as they are answering God's call upon their lives. I'm looking through these holes at David and Samantha here because I'm not very tall, but David and Samantha, um, I don't know if, you, if I ever told you this, but the first time I heard mention of you was when one of our staff met you, and it was Charlie, obviously, and he came home and said, you know, I have met a wonderful couple. If they were coming to work with ECM, I would be thrilled. And some of the reasons for that was he felt that you are mature believers, you're very committed Christians. You are involved in church work here, which is always a good thing if you want to go somewhere else to serve God. You've had experience of working in the country and the ministry that you want to be involved in. And most importantly, you're convinced of God's call to take Maria and to move and to live in Spain. So if you're wondering what we as European Christian Mission Ireland expect from um, David and Samantha as they go for their first term of service. Well, you're joining 50 workers in Spain. Spain would be ECM's biggest field. So there's a big team there waiting and many of them are, uh, have been involved in David and Samantha's life and will continue to help them once they are there to get settled. But we are simply expecting you to go to Castellón and start by learning the language. The second thing we're expecting is that you learn to live in Spain. Now, haven't mentioned ministry and there's been a wee whisper that there may be some ministry opportunities coming up anyway but living in another country is work language is paramount paramount and they won't only have to learn the language for living in spain they have to learn the language of working there as well and the vocabulary for sharing the gospel 
but they also have to learn to live. And no matter how many times you've been to another country, living there is something different. Everything that you take for granted here is new for them. Can they pour a glass of water and drink it from the tap? Is it safe to give it to Maria? How do you get a doctor? How do you buy a washing machine, a car? How do you register it? So live and learn to live and do your language study. And if you can do any ministry, that's up to you and it's a bonus. And for the church here, could I just encourage you, please, to be patient with David and Samantha. Recognize these needs that they have as a, two parents and a young child going to live in another country. Maybe they won't be able to write to all of us as we send them texts and emails, but do contact them, do pray for them. That's the paramount thing that we would ask. And just as I finish now, David and Samantha, I wanted to take some verse from God's word because it's a living word and it meets our needs. And I believe this is the one that I should leave with you. Psalm 46, verse 11. As you and your family get on the plane or maybe say goodbyes and that's tough going and even for your parents, maybe you would take this verse and even say it to each other. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. He will be faithful in everything that you do for him and he will watch over you and protect you. We wish you every blessing as you go and we look forward to hearing of all that God does with you and through you in this new season of life. Thank you. Thanks so much, Miriam. Just one more person to hear from, and that's Hoswe uh, from the church in Salou. And Hoswe has a little greeting for us this morning. So watch the screen for a minute. Hello, church. Hello, David, Samantha, Maria. Uh, I supposed to say hello and say something with the youth group, but I completely forgot, so it's just me. Uh, before I go to uh, eat with the family. But we're so glad this moment has arrived. Uh, we have been praying and we have been thinking about it. And the time is coming to receive uh, this family here in Spain, uh, to partner with them and with you to share the gospel in this, in this uh, dry uh, part of Europe. Uh, I guess it's a sweet and sour moment, sweet for us and sour because you're saying uh, bye, I'll see you later to family and friends. Um, I guess they are also sad, I hope so. Um, but I have something that um, I guess is a way of encouragement. Uh, to do God's will uh, is the most satisfying thing you can do and the heart thing would be not to do God's will. So we keep praying and uh, we're just uh, receiving you here with open arms and just waiting uh, with expectation to see what is going to do, what God is going to do uh, through you and in you. And we just want to say hello to the whole church and we give you thanks for sending them and we give you thanks for partnership partnership in, I think that's the word, uh, with us in this endeavour. Uh, God bless you. Uh, David and Samantha and Maria, this uh, has been and is a, a very special day and significant day in your lives and, and in your journey. And for you as a family and for your families and for your friends, I've no doubt there are all kinds of emotions and, and feelings 
that are racing around and churning up in your hearts and minds. And as I've been thinking about what to share and what to pass on to you at this kind of milestone moment, this milestone event, I've got a word, and it's, it's literally just one word uh, that I've got for you. And, and here it is. It's the word epiphany. It's just, it, let's say it together after three. One, two, three. It's a great word, isn't it? Not one you use very often. But you see, as I, as I thought about today, it, it struck me that this is also a very special and significant day in the church calendar. Today is Epiphany, or Three Kings Day. It's the 12th day of Christmas, so we could okay, we should be hearing drummers drumming. But this is the day that marks the day whenever the wise men went to visit Jesus. And Epiphany is always celebrated on the 6th of January. It's not a floating holiday. And the fact that it falls on a Sunday this year and on the day of your commissioning is at one level coincidental. But yet I believe it's worth noting. And I'll explain why in a moment. Epiphany means to reveal Epiphany is, is a moment of sudden revelation or great realization, profound insight or understanding. And therefore, at its heart and at its core today, 6th January, capital E Epiphany, this is a day that celebrates the revelation of Jesus. But then here's the bit. It's a day that celebrates the revelation of Jesus to the world. Not just to a select group of people, but to all people, as the angels told the shepherds, Jesus is good news of great joy for all people. And on this day, we remember, we recall how that included a group of wise men, magi, non-Jewish astronomers, kings, whatever they were, who came from the east, who made this incredible journey in order to encounter Jesus, in order to worship Jesus. And today, we celebrate, or we should celebrate the fact Jesus has been revealed. And Jesus has been revealed to all people, including the people of Spain. And that kind of leads me to the other reason why I want to make a big deal about the fact that your commissioning service is today, Epiphany. Because as you know, and I'm sure a number of people do, 6th January in Spain is huge. Epiphany. El Dia de los Reyes. There's my Spanish. Done. Right? Did it really quickly so nobody could pick up on it. But this is the day of the kings in Spain. This is a really important day in Spain. In fact, today in Spain is just as important, if not more so, than Christmas Day. I know you know this, and many people here do, but not everyone does. And in Spain... And particularly the area that you're going to, children don't send letters to Santa. They send letters to one of the kings. Plus, this is the day in Spain when the majority of kids open their presents. Kids dress up as kings today. Everyone dresses up, although I'm not sure these guys are so happy about doing it. But everyone dresses up, or many people dress up as kings today. Last night in Barcelona, about 100 kilometers or so from where you're going to be, there was the main cavalcade of the three kings. This enormous 
annual children's event featuring colorful, dramatic floats which carry the three kings called Gaspar, Melchior, and Belfazar, names that were given to them in the seventh century. And these kings, and on these cavalcades, and on these floats, they throw gifts. They don't throw gold, frankincense, and myrrh, unfortunately. But they throw sweets. And everybody scrambles for them to collect them. And the, these cavalcades take place in towns and villages all around Barcelona. And I understand that last night in Salou, the three kings would have arrived by sea to, forget, to begin their procession of gift-giving to mark the journey of the wise men, to prepare for Epiphany, 6th of January, the day of revelation. Now I realize lots has been added to this festival. Lots has been bolted on, lots has been made up and reimagined. But you know, given the importance of this event generally, given the importance of the revelation of Jesus to the world, and given the significance and the profile of it in the very place where you're going to serve, I wanted to reread the biblical account of this fascinating story and kind of make some connections for you today and for all of us to consider. So if you have a copy of God's Word, could you please turn to Matthew chapter 2? And as we always do here at Windsor, we're going to stand for the public reading of Scripture. So let's stand together. The words will be on the screen. Matthew chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who's been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and we've come to worship him. And when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem was disturbed with him. And when he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judea, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. Coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. And then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Grab a seat. Here, here at the beginning of, of the Gospel of Matthew, you kind of have this come and see pattern. But by the time you get to the end of Matthew's gospel, to the very last chapter, to Matthew chapter 28, you've got this go and tell idea. But either way, it's all about Jesus. The focus is Jesus. The reason is Jesus. And for the Magi, it was the former. It was come and see, come and meet Jesus. But for us, for you, David and Samantha, having done the coming and seeing, it's now time to go and tell. The purpose of both ways, the coming and seeing, the going and telling, is that people would encounter Jesus. The purpose of God in loving the world and giving his only son was the ingathering of the nations to worship Jesus. This was what it was all about. This was why the wise men came and saw. This is why we go 
and tell. And today, in this powerful and dramatic story of the wise men that we celebrate, we rejoice in how Jesus and the good news of Jesus impacted these wise men, these rather strange, intriguing individuals, foreigners from that place, from that background. And here today on the 6th of January, we remember how Jesus and his gospel still impacts all kinds of people from all kinds of places with all kinds of backgrounds. And David and Samantha, you go from here to join the purposes of God in the ingathering of the people of Spain to worship Jesus. That's huge. You go to tell, you go to share, not only share, you go to be the good news of Jesus to the people of Salou and Spain. The reason is Jesus. You go to make disciples of Jesus. That has been, that is your motivation and it has been your heart. It has been your desire for years. I know that so many people here know it. Not just in Spain, not just for Spain, but for all people, just as the angels say, you have a heart for people. And that includes countless young people that both of you have reached out to and drawn alongside and been an example to and mentored here in this place, here in Windsor, in Moira, in Drumbo, in and through Exodus. And David and Samantha, as you go now to Spain, I pray that just like the wise men, the reason for this journey, the purpose, the motivation will be and will always remain to be Jesus. That's it. It's the only reason you need. And so just as Epiphany is a celebration of the revelation of Jesus to this particular group of outsiders, stargazers, or whatever they were from the East, and just as Epiphany is widely and widely celebrated in the place where you're going to relocate to from next week, I pray, we pray, that you simply go to Spain to reveal Jesus. That you will go to help people there realize something or rather encounter someone new as never before. That people there will have a genuine epiphany. A Jesus epiphany through your lives of gospel witness in word and deed. Do you know the reason the Magi traveled, the reason they set out, the reason they went was Jesus. And it strikes me and may this always be, it strikes me, you're no different. You're no different from these guys. The reason we're all here today, the reason you're here today, the reason you leave here tomorrow week is Jesus. So epiphany, a day that celebrates the revelation of Jesus to this world, a day that represents the ingathering of all the nations to worship God's Son. May every day in Spain be that kind of day for you, David Samantha. But let me move on. For the Magi, and this is a word that's been used a lot this morning. But for the Magi, this, this come and see Jesus involved quite a journey. No one really knows the distance involved. No one really knows how long it took. It certainly took time. They covered miles. And therefore, it would have involved all kinds of challenges and experience. And again, we, we can't be specific. I don't know how many of you are aware of the T.S. Eliot poem, Journey of the Magi, written in 1927. 
But as part of the opening stanza, Eliot attempts to capture something of the possible challenges and pressures that were faced by these guys. Let me read you the opening lines. A cold coming we had of it. Just the worst time of the year. For a journey and such a long journey. The ways deep, the weather sharp, the very dead of winter, and the camel's galled, sore-footed refractory. Lying down in the melted snow, there were times we regretted. The summer palaces on slopes, the terraces, and the silken girls bringing sherbet. Then the camel men cursing and grumbling and running away and wanting their liquor and their women. And the night fires gone out and the lack of shelter and the city's hostile and the town's unfriendly and the village's dirty charging high prices. A hard time we had of it. At the end, we preferred to travel all night sleeping in snatches with the voices singing in our ears saying, this was all folly. And on it goes. And it's creative. And it's interesting. But you know, whatever the come and see journey was really like for the Magi, for those wise men, it must have involved, it must have included some of these features and they were hinted at in the text. There was adventure, there was risk, there was vulnerability, there was anticipation, there was hardship, there was tension, there was excitement, there was hope, there was intrigue, there was detours, there were significant and interesting conversations, there were varied opinions and advice. And David and Samantha, the sense of go-tell journey that you have been on bears so many similarities. There are so many overlaps. There will be adventure. There's going to be risk. There, are, there is going to be intrigue, but there are going to be, there maybe have been interesting conversations, maybe even a few that have said, this is all folly. Like, what are you doing? Why, Samantha, are you leaving midwifery here? Why are you taking Maria? Ripping her away from this place, family, friends. Why? It's all folly. So many aspects of the journey of the wise men mirror your journey. But you know what one of the common denominators of both journeys? The Magi and yours. And this changes and this alters everything. And I want you to see this. I want you to recognize it because it's going to impact your response to whatever the journey has felt like and looks like and whatever it feels like and looks like from here on in. The one thing that is exactly the same as these two journeys. Not just that the reason is Jesus, yes, but the other thing is the reality of God's leading and God's divine presence. God led the Magi. God directed them. God accompanied them. They followed the star, his star, to the place where, where they were meant to be. And David and Samantha, God has been leading you on a journey to the place you are meant to be. And he will continue to do that. And do you know why he will continue that? Because he just does. He just does. He's God. And you know that. And your friends and your family know that. And ECM know that. Hosway knows that. Church and Salou know that. And even though at times we may question aspects of the journey, even though at times we may wish, and many of your family maybe do, wish the journey looked different, Felt different, certainly. Even though it doesn't always go the way we want it to go, even though we don't always understand the journey that God has taken us on, the daily is God is leading us. God is before us. God is behind us. God is out front. God is alongside. 
and he will be with you every step of the way. And that's what gives you confidence this morning, David and Samantha. Because you, just like the Magi, are where you're meant to be. You're where you're meant to be. God never leads us up the garden path. So David and Samantha, embrace and enjoy this God-led journey. Epiphany. It's all about Jesus. You're not on your own. There's something else. I'm nearly done. Or some things else from this seasonal story that I want to highlight on this year's special day. Because whenever the Magi get to the place where they're meant to be, they respond and react in four ways, or at least four ways. And David and Samantha, my hope and prayer for you is that as you go and tell, as you go and relocate to Spain, that these four responses will characterize your lives. Or rather, they will continue to characterize your lives because I believe these four responses already do. And therefore, I want to urge you to maintain these, keep these, guard these. Keep expressing and demonstrating these in the days and weeks and months and years that lie ahead. And here they are. Joy, worship, generosity, obedience. You see, whenever the star stopped over the place where Jesus was, whenever it stopped over the place they were meant to be, we read this. When the Magi saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. They bowed down, they worshipped him, they opened their treasures, they presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. In response to Jesus, there is joy. And actually what it is, it's exceeding great joy. Literally, it is mega joy. It's far more than mere happiness, although that would have been involved but this joy that they experience, and I know is part of your lives, it's this deep, heartfelt experience that changes and impacts you from the inside out. It's an internal, it's an abiding joy that spills out, that spews out. And these men expressed joy in finding Jesus. The joy of the Lord really was their strength. And David and Samantha, that joy in your faith and because of your faith has been apparent for all of us to see. Your desire to joyfully serve, your desire to joyfully serve wherever and however has been evident for years. And I pray that as you go to Salou, that your deep, profound joy in Jesus and because of Jesus will keep speaking volumes to the people you serve, the people you serve alongside. Joy. And then secondly, there was worship. Face down worship. Total worship. It was the reason for coming to Jesus. Right at the start of their story, we, we read them asking the question, where's the one who's been born king of the Jews? We've seen his star when it rose. And why have we come? We have come to worship. David and Samantha, your desire and demonstration of worship, 24-7 worship, whole life worship has been an example to all of us here in this church, to many of your friends and family. Your willingness to bow down, and surrender to Jesus, to make him Lord, to love with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. That's characterized your faith. And your journey so far has been, it's been captured, this idea of full-on worship, that, it, that it's not just about the songs we sing, it's all life. And so as you go to live in Spain, I pray that the people you go to live with and live before will see who's number one. 
will see that God is your vision. We'll see that he is the object of your devotion and worthy of every song you will ever sing. May you, like the Magi, continually bow and worship. And thirdly, there was generosity. They opened their treasures. They presented gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And I realize there are all kinds of symbolism normally associated with those gifts. But do you know what the key thing I want to highlight is the generosity of their hearts. They came to give, tangibly give. They opened their treasures and gave. And David and Samantha, your willingness to give, to give of your time, to give of your resources, to give of your energy, to give of yourselves, your very selves, is another hallmark of your lives. And again, I encourage you to continue to reflect and pursue that generous spirit, that open-handed quality that characterizes your life. Why? Because of Jesus. Keep giving. Just keep giving. Give to him and give to others. And finally, the Magi were obedient. The fact they upped and went from the word go proves that. But at the very end of their story, we read they were warned in a dream to take a different route home. That was clearly a God-inspired dream. And they just did exactly what God told them to do. And David and Samantha, your obedience to Jesus. Over many years and now, is the reason we're here. It's one of the reasons we're here. Because at the end of Matthew's gospel, Jesus says, parting words, go make disciples of all nations. And you're here explicitly obeying those words to the nth degree. Your obedience, your go and tell obedience has led you to this time, this chapter, this adventure. And I pray that you, like the Magi, will continue to be obedient to the word of God and seek to obey the commands of Jesus as an expression of your love for him. Joy, worship, generosity, obedience. Back to the word, epiphany. A day that celebrates the revelation of Jesus, the ingathering of the nations to worship God's son. May you go to reveal Jesus to the people of Salou, many of whom don't understand, don't appreciate, don't realize the reason for epiphany. Three Kings Day, 6th January. It's all about Jesus. And may you continue to be led by God in your journey. And may you go to demonstrate joy, worship, generosity, and obedience. And as a wee reminder of this day, a simple picture. The place somewhere in your new apartment. Bless you guys, Gordon.